This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin. This episode, very important. I'm going to go over five different types of enrichment. We talk a lot about enrichment, and we'll you know usually break it down just kind of mental or physical, but I want to dive into um, an article that I read um, from Purdue University that kind of broke this down into a more succinct format of, uh, you know, what different types of enrichment there are. So let's dive right into it. First off, sorry, I've been on a couple week hiatus, uh, took a little bit of time away, but I'm excited to be back um, and to be doing another podcast. And I'm very excited about this episode because I think a lot of times, you know, you've heard it here, you've heard it a lot of places, the word enrichment, there's starting to be more and more of a focus on enrichment in our dogs' lives. And that's a good thing. And I, I think it's important to understand more fully what each type of enrichment is, and it'll hopefully give you some ideas on how you can best um, improve your dog's life. So let's, I'll first, I'll, I'll read through the five different types of enrichment, and then I'll kind of break down each one and, and give an example or, or two. Um, so the five types, you have social, occupational, physical, sensory, and nutritional. So when we talk about enrichment, I think a lot of times most people are thinking about the nutritional side of enrichment, you know, like puzzle games and puzzle and, you know, slow feeders and different types of those uh, food related things. And that's one type, but there are so many others. So let's dive into the five different types of uh, dog enrichment. So the first, the first one is social. Really, you can think of this as dogs are social animals. They have been bred to be social animals, and so they need interaction with um, other dogs as well as other humans. They need to meet new people. They need to meet new dogs. This is not socialization. That's a completely different topic, but this is social enrichment. You know, your dog being able to, just like us humans, have a life and and be able to, you know, like have friends and, and, and meet new people and new uh, experiences. So, you know, just like for yourself, you, you go to parties or whatever to meet new people, you take your dog to a park or you go to, uh, maybe a group training class for your dog to kind of make new friends and be able to socialize with, with other dogs and have that social enrichment. That's so important for their minds. The second one is going to be occupational. So some dogs have real occupations. They're therapy dogs, or they are service dogs, or they're bomb sniffing dogs or whatever it might be. But most of us, our dogs are stay at home dogs. They don't have an actual occupation. Although we sometimes wish maybe they would, you know, get a job and, and start earning money. Sorry, that was the worst like dad joke, but I had to throw it in there. Um, so occupational, you know, if your dog has an actual job, great. But for the rest of us, it's things that are going to get them um, having to complete tasks and kind of problem solve. Um, so you can think of it as things like working on fetch or even playing sports like fly ball or, you know, agility, things that are going to be an actual job that they're having to accomplish things. Um, trick training, I believe I already said that as part of it as well. So, you know, giving your dog something that they um, can work on. And if you're you're looking for ideas for you know, dog sports you can get into. We've done podcast episodes with Trevor Smith. We've done an intro to dog sports course um, with him. That's part of Pupford Academy. There are a lot of different things, resources uh, within the Pupford ecosystem that you can use to learn more about things like dog diving, things like agility and 
uh, you know, Canacross and all, all these different things, barn hunt. There's so many different things that you can do. The third type is physical. So when we talk about physical enrichment, we're not necessarily talking about exercise. Really, you can kind of think of that separately from these five types of enrichment. Um, physical is going to be kind of think of it mostly as your dog's environment. So, you know, what toys are readily available for them to explore and kind of make decisions on their own? You know, what what is their living area like? You know, if if your dog's often kept in a backyard, what, what what's back there that they can use to work their time and, and to, you know, kind of have a more enriching life? You can think of it as even uh, a specific bed that's for your dog or a place that they can go if they're feeling nervous. Sometimes it's a kennel. Sometimes it's, you know, a, a certain room or a certain bed, you know, give, giving your dog that physical enriching environment that's just going to be, you know, you think for yourself, you know, why do we put paintings on the walls? Why why do we um, get decorations? Because it's, it's, it's enriching for us as humans. And there's similar concepts for our dogs that they want things in their environment that are going to be um, novel and, and exciting for them. Um, so you can almost think of this physical as their actual physical surroundings and not necessarily them physically doing things. So um, that that one I think is very interesting. And there's a lot that you could you could try and do there, you know, giving an elevated bed or, um, you know, e- even giving if you have space in a yard, like giving something like uh, a ramp that they can run up and down or a, a, a sandbox for a certain types of dogs that type that like to dig, you know, giving them a, a positive outlet in their physical environment. If you're looking for a treat that'll get your dog's attention, please check out Pupford Training Treats. They are made from simple ingredients, they're low calorie, less than one kcal per treat, and dogs love them. And that's what's important when you're training is something to get your dog's attention. The fourth type is sensory enrichment. So that's going to be everything, you know, like smells, sights, sounds. So there's a lot of things that can go along with this. And, you know, I, I think it's important to not overdo it necessarily, but keep in mind that there have been studies done that show, you know, certain smells can help our dogs feel more calm and feel more enriched. Um, you know, there was, uh, even there's studies around music, you know, certain types of music like classical music can, has been shown to help dogs relax more and, and maybe sleep better and, you know, those types of things. So just thinking about how you can use all of your dog's senses, um, and even sights. So part of this you know, you could almost tie it into the physical enrichment where you could say, you know, what what does my dog get to look at on a daily basis? You know, there, there's a reason that sometimes people will put those, I don't know if you've seen kind of like the porthole looking things in their fences so that dogs can look out and see the world around them. You know, that can be a positive and a negative because then they might bark or they might fence guard or whatever it might be. But you know your dog, but and, and you know that there might be instances where you can give them more things to look at and, and be you know, more visually appealing in your home or in your yard area. And the fifth type of enrichment is the one we're probably the most familiar with, and that is nutritional enrichment. You know, dogs, again, however you want to look at it, where they've descended from, there was hunting and foraging for food, and that is a part of what they have had to do. And now in the the domesticated state, um, especially in the current world, uh, dogs are often just in a home and they sit there and wait for you to open the bag and dump some food in for them. And there they have it. So finding ways to make your dog work for their food is so enriching because it's, again, it's just a natural thing that our dogs need and 
it's it's a part of their DNA to to search for their food and forage. And so utilize that. It's a powerful thing for them. And to wrap up all of these five different types. So again, we have social, occupational, physical, sensory, and nutritional. All of these things are going to help your dog live a better life and in theory and ideally be more be better behaved also. So that can mean, you know, as your dog is living a more enriching life and they're having this occupational enrichment where they're, you know, working on dock diving or something, it, it's going to, you know, uh, uh, all of those things naturally going to make your dog a better dog and make you be able to communicate with them better and hopefully be able to, you know, have a, a better behaved dog. And when we think about enrichment, you know, these five types, there are things that certainly you can do every day to improve uh, your dog's experience. I'm going to truthfully test out trying some different music when I leave my dogs. I've, I've typically done a, some playlists that I have that's, uh, you know, hits and indie music and random things, but I might try classical music and see what difference it makes for my dog. So hopefully you have some ideas on things you can do to give your dog a more enriching and fulfilling life. Thank you so much for listening. Again, appreciate you for your patience as I was gone for a couple of weeks and didn't upload episodes. Um, I am really appreciative of the reviews that are coming in. If you enjoy this episode or this podcast as a whole, please leave a review. It is the most helpful thing that you can do to make sure that this podcast is heard by more pup parents. So please, please leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. And other than that, we will catch you on the next episode.